everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Doominal Crossing. Doom, how are you, my friend? Uh, doing pretty good. It has been a wild week, Andy, uh, let me tell you. So You had uh, hinted that who... to you it was a big week for you. I was uh, anticipating what that might be. <laughs> and then we got... Looks like a Zora's going to be... A we we did have Zora not... the Cat here as a, as a special podcast correspondent who is lying down for in the entire time we were getting ready, but now that we're live, I don't know, maybe the, the bright yeah, now, lights... Now that I'm actually life. talking about my life story, she's like, I, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a dick now, you know? <laughs> ah, I don't want to hear this. I've had enough. Yeah. Oh, what's going on yes. with you, Doom? Yeah, it's been a wild week. So um, so I live in California. For those, who, for those who don't know, we've been going through an absolutely insane heat wave. Um, Sacramento, California had um, record-breaking, or not technically not record-breaking temperatures, but tying the all-time hottest day in the state's history at 114 degrees. And, uh, and I was visiting home during uh, the peak of that heat wave. So uh, let me tell you, not a good time. Not a good time. <laughs> Um, I was at SAC Anime, though, during that, and uh, I got to meet uh, Chris Sabat, and he autographed my sealed copy of the Metroid Prime Trilogy. I posted a photo of that in the Discord for all of you guys to check out, and that was really cool. He had a lot of fun. He sent it to... He actually was still in contact with um, one of the audio directors at Retro Studio and actually nice. sent him the picture after he signed it, so that was, like, Did, did he ask cool. him when Metroid Prime 4, the trailer's dropping, or... Uh... I mean, I doubt he would know about that. I mean, Rundus, Rundus is long gone. I don't think, I don't think Tanabe-san is going to bring him back, unfortunately. Uh. But you know, it was really cool. Uh, Justice did actually prevail that day, and all that wonderful stuff. And then uh, beyond, you know, beyond the uh, Sack Anime and Metroid stuff in my personal life. Um, so I am an announcer for all of pretty much all of my college's sporting events, mm -hmm. and. Uh, Monterey, you know, we have a pretty good athletics program, but we're definitely not the best in the state. But one of the best athletic programs in the state is Cal State San Bernardino. Um, their volleyball team this year alone is one of the top 10 teams in California, the whole state, in the CCAA. They're a ridiculously good team, and in the school's entire history, our volleyball team has never beat them. I think in total, we've taken a grand total of four or five sets off them in our total volleyball history until last night wow. when the Cal State Monterey Bay Otters took their very first win against the Cal State San Bernardino Coyotes 3-2 to two in a tiebreaker neck-and-neck -neck set, but just pulled it off in the end. And uh, it was an incredible match to spectate and to commentate. And by extension, I am the first announcer that has ever gotten to call a win against Cal State San Bernardino in the school's history. And granted, this is not about me. Granted, you know, I am the Lil John to the volleyball team's uh, usher. You know, I'm just there to hype everyone up. But it still feels great to, you know, to play a small role in, you know, what's otherwise a historical moment in our school sports program. Congratulations, and, uh, yeah. man. I think you're I think you're underselling your contributions there, uh, Mr. Crossing. I think that, uh, as we all know in this podcasting world, sometimes a boisterous voice is what you need to take your product to the next level. And I'm sure you maybe it was that. it was a wonderful night for sure. Like like we had a great crowd that night. Um, all of the you know all of the DJ's music was just on point. It was just it was wow. so good to work with. It was phenomenal. You know, I wish I had a cool story that I could share. You know, I, I feel like uh, 
I'm just this old dude who lives in the suburbs now, and I, I go and walk my dog. I, I don't have a cool story like that for, for our listeners. But I get to live vicariously through you, and I'm glad to hear that uh, your team had some success. That's uh, that's fantastic. Good, good job. Congrats. Well, I can't say that all my weeks are like this. This is just an, an extra special one out of nowhere. So Well, even so. Uh, very cool. Very, very cool. Um, all right. Today... We're going to answer some fan questions, actually. It feels like it's been a long time since we've done that. And uh, we had we had a couple questions that were uh, submitted through our Discord channel and through Twitter and stuff. And there ain't nothing else really going on, so I want to get to those questions. But actually, we, had a, we were having a conversation before we went on air. And I thought that maybe we could address it because um, I don't know if, if most people probably don't know this or not. But uh, I'm actually going to be leaving for the next... Uh, two shows i'm gonna be gone for the next two weeks i'm going to europe and we were just joking how like 100 percent that's gonna be when the nintendo direct is going to happen and uh, you know this so this this last week is kind of a worldwide or a whirlwind week because and you and i kind of disagree i think in principle on this at the source of this information because i i don't hold mm-hmm. much credence in this particular informant but i think you you more so do but um i I do. I think I think we're both biased in different directions towards our things, but yeah, Perhaps. for sure, we definitely. Yeah. There's there's three specific titles which kind of make me roll my eyes at this guy in particular. But he, you know, to be fair, he has he has got some other stuff correctly. But uh, um, so yeah, so I I thought it was so funny because like this rumor Nintendo Direct, which is rumored to be happening on Tuesday, uh, he was this this insider was just like, oh, you know what? It's actually getting delayed. Because the queen died. So technically, he didn't say that. That was one of his colleagues, Dan Riker, that was speculating that it that it might happen. And then I believe I believe Grub himself made a tweet that day where he's like, "I'm getting reports that they're not actually going to delay the direct." That's kind of how that whole thing went down. I think I I got a text message from a friend of mine <laughs> who I haven't talked to in like six months, and she was just like. Hi, what's going on with Zelda? Is this Nintendo Direct happening? Is it delayed because of the Queen? Why is it? Why are they related? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, whatever. <laughs> Somebody made the joke, like, what was in that Fire Emblem DLC? <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> I, I saw that. It, it is pretty funny how we're speculating on an unannounced Direct getting yes. delayed. I will say that. That is pretty pretty spectacular. And I thought that the icing on, on the cake was uh, this insider was just like, oh, actually, the Direct's back on. It's, it's back on. It doesn't sound like it's been delayed. So he's very smart. I'll give him that. He has essentially... Like, he, you know my opinion on insiders. I think that anyone who follows Nintendo can make educated guesses about what may be released. And, and you could kind of hide behind the fact that, like, oh, plans change if if you're wrong. But uh, you got to hand it to him. He's, he's done a good job here because, like, if the direct happens, then he was right. And if it doesn't happen, then he was also right because he said it was going to get delayed because of the... The Queen. Well, again, I mean, we could talk about this more off air and like in depth, but like at the end of the day, I think it comes to like track records and very specific accurate predictions. Because like anyone can say like, "Oh, something just entered development," and then you don't hear about it for another four years, and then someone can say like, "Oh, well, I guess it got canceled mid development." Like, but whereas when you know individuals make very specific accurate predictions and i think and i think this also goes beyond just nintendo you know when we talked about it on twitter you know i listed a bunch of stuff that wasn't nintendo related that grub also predicted Mm. and i think 
And I think that's why I give a lot of credence to Grub. But again, I am also quite biased because I'm also part of Grub's Discord community as well. I've interacted with him. I've played Halo and Fall Guys with him. So obviously, I'm going to have a positive outlook on him because I've like, yeah. interacted with him and I've had you know good uh, social repertoire with him. So You know what? That's so fair. That, he seems yeah, like a so nice enough that, guy. Yeah, so keep that in mind when, it, when yeah. I talk about Grub as well. But I am coming in this for, with a bias as well. And I encourage all of you watching... Uh, to, you know, to do your own research and make up your own minds when you know right. looking into these claims, if that interests you. Well, the, the thing about this particular insider, he seems like a nice enough guy. Seems like a fine guy to hang out with. Uh, but I feel like he's been wrong for everything that's been related to my world for like the last four years. Um, Zelda, Twilight Princess, and Wind Waker HD look like a punching bag joke at this point. It's been predicted to come out for like the last four years. This Metroid Prime thing has been predicted. Like, so whatever you can you can kind of take it for what you will. But I do think that there is probably still a, a better than good chance that we do have a direct of some sorts. I think it's probably coming. It will probably be while I'm on the plane and completely unavailable, and I'll have to wait until like the next day to actually see it. And I, you know, um, I wanted to touch before we get to the fan questions because I was kind of thinking about this and. Um, I was, you know, a couple of months ago, we made our Nintendo Direct predictions um, for the, you know, the E3 Direct, or like the, you know, quote-unquote E3 Direct. And at the time, I think we both said, like, it's time to see Metroid Prime 4. I think we're going to mm. see it. And now that the, the everything's kind of shifted a little bit, I don't, I think that if there was a Direct, Metroid Prime 4 is not going to be there. I, I agree. I, I feel like, I could see, like, maybe, like, a small, very small tease, but like even then, like I, I'm I just don't see on, very iffy on that. I think I, that I feel like, uh, yeah. So there's something about even though it was a regular Nintendo Direct and E3 wasn't happening, there's something about that time of year, like we're just conditioned to like big E3 announcements, and like that kind of felt like something where obviously we all know that Nintendo likes to show off stuff that's coming out within like the next six to nine months. And I don't think Metroid Prime 4 is going to be that. But I think that they could have probably shown a teaser or something like that. I just, I don't think that they would show that in a September Nintendo Direct. I mean, if they have a, a September Nintendo Direct, I literally think that, like, they need to just focus on, like, like what's coming out in 2023? No, like, I have no idea. A single game that's coming out. Like, we've, we're kind of mapped out till November, but, like, I don't think we have anything after that. So they'd have to spend a long time kind of delving into those games. And, of course, there's the, the elephant in the room named Breath of the Wild 2, which... Breath of the Wild colon subtitle. Oh, God. <laughs> which is still unnamed, which is crazy. Maybe you should just pick a different name if it's that much of a spoiler. I don't know. But, like, so there's that big elephant in the room. But even if you remove Breath of the Wild 2, I, I feel like they got to show what's coming out in, in the next, like, six months. Because, like, after Pokemon comes out in November, I have no idea what, what comes out for Nintendo Switch. And, like, that's two months away. So, like, I feel like there has to be something. Um... But again, kind of typically, I feel like September Nintendo Directs have kind of been like a more low-key event. You know what I mean? Like they haven't like had blockbuster announcements like we would expect in like the June Directs or anything like that. Maybe I'm just misremembering, but... I, I don't know. I feel like we've had some pretty good September Directs. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, Luigi's Mansion 3 was revealed in a September Direct. Um, Majora's Mask at 3D was revealed in a September Direct. I think that was just before the Switch was announced. Hmm. I could be misremembering. It was it was around that it was around that time frame. That, that sounds about right. Yeah. 
but yeah, I, I, I think there's been some, I think there's been some good September directs for sure. But in regards to Prime Four, like I agree with you, but I don't think I agree with for the same reason. It's not that I don't think Prime Four is fit for a September direct. I think it's more so when Prime Four is going to come out, and I don't think it's going to be a 2023 title. I could be very wrong. I sure as hell don't know anything about this game beyond it's the fourth Metroid Prime game, and that Silex is probably going to be in it. But you know. Yeah. I, I feel like it's going to be 2024 at the earliest, maybe later. I'm not really feeling 2023 on this one. I, I agree with you. Um, but I guess I, I will say, like, even thinking that I think Metroid Prime 4 could have would probably have still come out in 2024, I think that if we had a direct in June, we, we probably would have seen, like, something for Metroid Prime 4, like a, like a sneak peek trailer or, like, something. Um... But I, but I just don't see that in uh, in the September direct for whatever reason. So I know, see them we'll... doing something. I, I see them doing something similar with Dread, where they'd be like, "By the way, guys, don't worry. Prime Four is not canceled. Development's going smoothly. Yeah, we'll have more information to share in the future. Just be a little bit more patient. I think we're going to get another one of those. Uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I think that if a September direct does happen, um, Metroid Prime. Maybe the trilogy, maybe not. I think that is a pretty decent chance of, of happening. Decent enough, right? Like, I wouldn't say it's a slam dunk, but I would say, like, odds are closer to 50-50 than they are to, like, 80-20. You know what I mean? So I think that we might have that. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, for, well, for sure. You, well, you know my opinions on Prime Remaster. I'm pretty... I'm pretty much riding that train to home until that, unless we go out of that direct without it, that's that's when I'm finally going to succumb. But until that direct is over, I'm mm -hmm. still, I'm riding that hype train. And you know, that's the thing about these, uh, this Metroid Prime Trilogy rumored port, which have been rumored forever, and like Twilight Princess and Wind Waker, is like, it makes sense that these games will eventually come. So like, that's why these insiders keep on saying that they're coming, because like, it, it makes sense that they should eventually come at some point it feels like inevitable that they will it's just a matter of when and uh i don't know i guess i guess we'll see but uh you know we are right now recording on the 11th of september so we uh you know hopefully we don't have to wait too too much longer and you know what if i have to be on a plane for the nintendo direct for everyone else to, to finally see breath of the wild 2 or metroid prime or whatever i'm i'll take it i'll 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 do that for you guys and just hope that your plane has good wi-fi yeah actually no kidding um, I'm going to be playing some Zero Mission, actually, on the plane. I've been playing a bunch of Zero Mission the last couple weeks. I, uh, I may or may not be writing a guide for it, actually. So, there you go. Surprisingly short game to write a guide for. Yeah, I was about to say, like, Zero Mission is, like, a really short game. Like, yeah. like it's one of the few Metroid games that I enjoy speedrunning. That and Dread. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I usually just take my time, but yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think you could probably do everything that there is to do in, like, two, two and a half hours. Like, or at least I can, and I'm not very good at it, so. Yeah. Um, okay. My, I was going to say, at my peak zero mission, I've been able to 100% the game in less than two hours, but wow. I, I can't do that anymore. I need, to, I need to do a lot more practice to be able to do that again. Um, all right. So we have a bunch of just kind of uh, random Metroid questions that uh, our audience has asked us, and, uh, you know, it's a slow news week, and hey, we love these shows. You guys put together the questions and the format for us. We give you our opinions. Are we ready to rock and roll, Doom? I'm ready to go. You know, we've been talking about directs. We've been talking about our personal lives. But, you know, we haven't talked about uh, enough Metroid, in my opinion. So well, let's I think change it's time that. to change that. Hey, by the way, um, I really quickly, 
So we have a, uh, you know, you know, the Omega Metroid Summer of Metroid Madness character contest that we just had. Yeah. So that, that is an offshoot from uh, Zelda Dungeons Fall Brawl Tournament that we have every year. We're going into the fourth annual Fall Brawl. And this year, I made the gimmick where it was Zelda characters versus Smash Bros. characters. So, our girl Samus and our boy Ridley are both in this tournament over at ZeldaDungeon.net, which starts on uh, Tuesday, if any of you guys want to head over and, and show them some love. I think that the Smash Bros. characters are more or less going to get killed by the Zelda characters. But I, I, I imagine. There's definitely there's definitely going to be a little Zelda bias, which is fair. I mean, Which you is know. fair, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that is starting on Tuesday, so... If you, uh, if you want to show some Metroid love, head over to ZeldaDungeon.net. It's a top pin post. All right, let's get to these questions. This is from Steph121. And they ask, Would you like the concept of having only two or three beams being active at the time and select and combine them as you wish? For example, you can have the wave beam and ice beam active, but no wide beam. Maybe add an item that increases them around or amount of beams that can be active at the same time if two beams are too few. So essentially, I think this question is like, if you if you have let's say twenty beams, let's just throw that number out there. Twenty beams, you can only stack like four or like two or three at a time. If I'm reading that correctly, no, I do not want that. <laughs> I no, okay. um I no I I think either the two D formula where you stack everything or the prime formula where everything is individual, but um. But you have to strategically choose between one or the other without them stacking. I, I prefer one or the other. I don't think... I, I think... I haven't played Axiom Verge yet, but it kind of sounds like Axiom Verge does this thing, you know, going back to your review, where there's a ton of weapons, but you only end up using, like, a select a select yeah. few of them that are useful. Yeah. And I feel like if you add that many weapons into Metroid, like, you kind of run into that problem. It's also one reason why I love Doom Eternal so much. Like, the game has a good amount of weapons. Yeah. Um, it, I doesn't have a, it doesn't have 20 weapons though and every single weapon is of vital importance there are stuff like weapon mods and stuff like that maybe you could do something like that with the beams perhaps where there's like an alt fire mode and each beam has like a special ability perhaps mm -hmm. i could perhaps i could be swayed into something like that but in terms of like 20 beams and you combine each of them in the combos off the top of my head doesn't really appeal to me personally you, you know my initial instinct was no and like my initial instinct was like I think that we should have a lot of beams, and I think that we should be able to select them. Even if you don't use a lot of them, maybe somebody does, right? Like, I, I think that more beams is better. I do, you know what? I, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, 100% against the idea of maybe, like, you have, you can select, like, a main beam and, like, a, a sub beam, let's just call it, and that gives your main beam some, like, different properties. So, for example, um, if you selected, like, the wave beam or something like that as your, as your main kind of beam and then you had i don't know let's say the plasma underneath you would add fire effects to your to your beams but like i i don't know exactly how that would work but like you know what i mean i i'm not like completely against the idea of or maybe there's just like maybe you have like five main beams and then you have like 10 things that can augment those main beams so like you know you could have like a spacer augmentation where it shoots in threes or like you could have uh, i don't know something like that I'm not, like, completely against that idea. I, I think that if you did... I mean, you can do anything well if you do it well. But um, I do... I do think that if it, if it's a pain in the butt to do, if it is... Um, I don't know. Like, I, if I had to choose, I'd rather go the classic simple route. Like, take... 
let's just take like 10 beams and let's just have you be able to select from them. I don't, I didn't love the idea of stacking the beams like in 2D Metroid. We saw that in Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. I, I didn't love that. Um, so I, I think I'd rather just choose from uh, a, a different amount of beams. But like, I mean, that being said, like you could do it well, you know, if, if there are ways to do it well. But uh, without kind of seeing uh, a proof of concept or something like that, I, I think I'm with you. I think I just want like regular beams. Yeah, exactly. I would need to like I would need to see a pitch beforehand because I can't really think of how I would do that on my own. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. I love this question. This is from Dave ninety seven. Shout out to Dave. Um, the year is twenty twenty two. Do you think it's too late to re release Samus Returns on the Switch in a post Dread world where the game feels much slower to play? And could they charge? full price for it so um i talked about this during um our definitive ranking of samus returns and no i don't think it's too late i was pleasantly surprised how despite the fact that i think dread improves on just about everything that's you know all the new ideas that samus returns definitely was for yeah i still had an absolute blast playing that game and i think it still very much holds up today and yeah i would love to have it you know um on the switch um could you charge full price for it absolutely not no yes way. you could Yes, I'm pretty Nintendo, sure. Nintendo would do it, but you could not do it if you wanted that game to sell. I'm just saying. Oh, you could do. Oh, so this. Listen, I'm pretty sure that in the Discord, in our Omega Metro Discord, there's a pinned post of mine from like two years ago that says like they Nintendo is going to re-release Samus Returns on the Switch at some point. Like, I mean, they just sent that game out to absolutely die on the 3DS, and it was like such a blunder and such a miserable mistake. It's just like, what are you thinking? Like, this is one of the most boneheaded Nintendo Metroid moments, I feel like, in the history of Metroid, which is saying something, to release this game on the 3DS instead of the Switch. So, I don't think it's too late. Um, I think that they could easily port this game. Maybe not easily, but they could port this game. Maybe you give it a little bit of shine to kind of update the, the graphics and textures, and I think you release it at full price, and I think that it sells. Does it sell 3 million copies? No. I don't think it does. But... What like it's kind of like what would you rather have? Would you rather sell three million copies at thirty dollars, or would you rather sell you know half that at sixty dollars, right? And and I think there's merit to both sides. Um, you, the more people you can expose a Metroid, the better. But I think that Nintendo would sell it for full price. I think that they could sell it for full price, and I think that they should release Samus Returns on the Switch because of that game. It's a great game, and it's it's just it was sent out to absolutely die, and it and it just feels like a weird, like why put resources into making this game if you are releasing it, it when you know that like I, and I guess the theory was that like oh well, a lot of people have 3ds's and like it's a install base already, but like if you look at the history of Nintendo's consoles, once that new console is out, that last console is dead. And even even before that, once a new console is like announced, that last console is dead. We sold like 100 million units, right? And in the year 2011, before the Wii U, that thing was dead. Nobody was playing your Wii. And I think you could say the same thing about almost every single Nintendo console. So like, it was baffling that they released it on the 3DS. It was a huge mistake. And I think that they should fix their mistake. And I think it would sell, I think it would sell well enough to justify the time and money spent porting it over. So I, yeah, I think they should do it. What I would love to see Nintendo do, and I don't know if they would do something like this, because it's kind of hit or miss whether they go this route, but I think, because we both agree that at some point, Mercury Steam is going to remake Metroid Fusion. Whether yes. it's the next game or whether it's something else down the line, we both agree 
at some point Mercury Steam is going to remake Fusion. I think I could see like um, the Fusion remake getting a collector's edition, and part of the collector's edition bonus is like, hey, here's a simple upscaled port of Samus Returns, yeah. you know, with Switch UI and stuff like that. I could I could see something like that. Yeah, I, I, I could see that too. Um, I, you know, even uh, I would release it as like a full-fledged game, but like they got to release it in some way, in some fashion. Like, put it on NSO, put it on a as a pre-order bonus for Prime Four, like something. Like you, like uh, it. Just, it makes me so flustered that they release this game to die on the 3DS. Like, what are you thinking? And and not only did you release it to die, you didn't. You didn't even include it in the main Nintendo Direct. You announced it at the Treehouse, for God's sakes. That, yeah, yeah, I think... I ah. feel like the Wii U era just, like, totally messed up Nintendo's perception of, like, how how people would react to certain products and what the Man. sales would be. And, like, I feel like... I feel like that Wii U era, like, almost, like... It made it made Nintendo even more out of touch with Metroid than they already were, which is already which was already bad leading into that area. Yeah, you know, I think that Samus Returns releasing on 3DS might be either the I don't know if I could say the worst, but maybe the second worst thing that Nintendo's ever done with the Metroid franchise. They didn't they didn't promote it and they released it on the 3DS. I think that that might be the worst thing. I or the second worst thing. That, I think the I'd worst thing. Probably, what do you think oh, is sorry, the worst Paul. thing? I, well, I would actually I would put three more things on top of that. I would say not doing anything Metroid related during the N sixty four era. Like I feel right. like you could have at least done like a side scrolling Metroid game if you couldn't figure out how to do. A I, I think Metroid that's game. the I worst mean, thing Nintendo's ever done with Metroid to skip the N64. especially especially with Symphony of the Night. Like pretty much yeah. just taking that throne during that time and taking up that conversation. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also, I also think uh, Prime Two should have been um, pushed back a little bit more. It released during that. You want to talk about a game that was sent out that I Prime Two? It is absolutely criminal when that game was released. The same week as yeah. Halo Two, Half Life Two, Metal Gear Solid Three, San Andreas. You, you it know was, what though? It was like, a bloodbath. I, I don't agree with that because I think that the audience for, especially at the time for the GameCube, was so different from all those other games. Like so different. But I, 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 I can see what you're saying. Look at the sales of that first Prime game. I mean, until Dread, it was the highest-selling Metroid game of all time. It is to this it's day. It's because the they have TV advertisements for some guys at a mental institution. It's the seventh like... best GameCube seller, the first Metroid Prime game. And I'm not saying Echoes would have topped that. It probably it's, wouldn't it's have. It's because they like, made a live-action trailer for the first game <laughs> and had some doofus being like in a... In a, in a therapist's office who's playing Metroid too much for the second one. It was horrible. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go Google the Canadian Metroid Prime 2 commercial. Horrible. Horrible. Dude, mid-2000s game ads were, like, wild. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, uh, so so skipping the N64, we both agree on that. Prime 2, what's your other one? Uh, other M in general. That was a huge misstep. I, you know, I agree, but I don't think it's worse than Samus Returns because I, I think... I, if they had followed up on Other M... Like and not went blank for like the last seven years uh, or the next seven years, then maybe I think Other M's probably number three. How about that? Uh, but yeah, that's I, well. The reason I disagree with that is because like Other M like put the series in a huge draft. after that. Nintendo was like, okay, we need to like put the series on ice for a moment, rethink everything because clearly we miscalculated. Whereas Samus Returns, yeah, the game obviously underperformed very dramatically. Yeah. But literally right after that game finished, like, Mercury Steam was brought on again immediately to do Dread. So it's not like the series was put on another hiatus. 
Uh, you know, that's that's fair. Um, I think I think that you could forge a pretty good top five of things that Nintendo has done dirty for the Metroid franchise. So maybe maybe we should do an episode on that. I was about to say future. that's a whole episode <laughs> right there. Uh, okay, let's keep it rocking here. This is from a fallen apple, um, and he has got a couple questions here that I'm going to read off all in a row, and they're all great questions. Um, would you guys? Sorry, let me try that again. What would you guys think of a top-down twin-stick shooter Metroid game? I feel like Nintendo could easily get a third-party developer to create a fun arcade-style game to help and hold us over while we wait for a main game. Yeah, I think that sounds fine. Yeah, why not? As, a, as a you know, a small little eShop, you know, yeah. cheap complimentary title. Why not? Like, I like top-down shooters. I don't go yeah. crazy over them, but like, they're fun for what they are. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not like my preferred genre or anything like that. I think. Uh... I think I've, I've really only played, like, Ikaruga, um, and that's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head. But that game was really fun, and I do feel like there is an opportunity in the Metroid series to do something with Samus' ship, and they've never really explored mm-hmm. that a whole lot. I guess Prime 3 a little, but not really. Not in the way that we're talking about. So, like, I, yeah, I think that that's, like, I would be fine with that. I, you know, if it's, uh, if it's like, a little eShop title, like you said, or maybe it's, like, uh, a little mini game or something like that included. You know, I, have, I was actually thinking the other day, like, I wonder if they would ever do, like, a Federation Force-style compilation thing again, where, like, you have, like, the little soccer game, the little shooter game, the little whatever. Because I think that if you release that at the proper time, like, pinball, I think if you release that at the proper time, it could go over well. Like, it, it was just the timing, as we've talked about before, that really kind of sunk Federation yeah. Force. So, like, I think yeah, that even, if they did something like that again, this would fit right in. Yeah, even though I personally dislike Federation Force regardless, I think most people would have been fine with it if, you know, this was in a... Yeah. More active Metroid life cycle. Yeah, I mean, I think we both agree it's a pretty mediocre game. Uh, mediocre probably at best. But, uh, you know, I mean, if it's... If you if there's a mediocre Metroid game released in between, like, Metroid Prime 2 and 3, it's like, okay, well, whatever, we got Prime 3 coming, so this one doesn't have to blow our socks off. Whereas, you know, we, we all kind of know when... Um, when that game released. So, yeah, I'd be totally down for that, uh, Apple. And uh, here we go. Speaking of uh, Metroid Prime and its release schedule, if Metroid Prime HD releases this December, do you think that would signify Prime 4 is coming out next year or Prime 2 and 3 releasing next year with Prime 4 being pushed back to 2024? I'm going to take the Well, we kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah, good. Go for it then. So, first of all, I think that they should all release together. I think they should just release the Metroid Prime Trilogy, and that should be that. Because I think that you are trying to squeeze blood out of a rock if you want to release 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 all for the full price. So I think that they should just not do that at all, actually. Or, you know, if the rumors are to be believed and they're completely remaking Metroid Prime 1, do the, the Master Chief Trilogy gimmick. But I will say... So I think we both kind of agree that Prime 4 is 2024... Um, so I think that Prime 1 in 2023 makes sense. I don't think that you can squeeze three releases. Like, I don't think that you could release Prime 1, and then 2, and then 3 within the same calendar year. And I don't think that you want to overload Metroid and release, like... I think that you'd want to go Prime 1 in 2023, Prime 4 in 2024, and then... That's just why I think that they should release the trilogy, because, like, where else does Prime 2 and 3 fit? Because... You're kind of pushing like the end of the the Switch's life cycle if we start talking about 2025 and 2026, and I don't think that you want to release more than one Metroid game in like a year. I, I don't know. What, sure. do you, what do you think? 
So we kind of talked about this at the beginning of the episode, uh, so I won't recap any of that. But I actually, um, so so I'm I'm of the firm believer that it's going to be a Prime One remaster. I don't think it's going to be the trilogy, and I think that and I think that will be coming out this year. Of course, we'll know that we'll this, know this year as in 2022. Yes, I, I think it. I think it is oh. releasing this year. Well, okay. Again, we don't okay. know that yet, but we'll 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 see how well or poorly. Well, this I mean, it's December thing. or bust. Like, there's no other option at this point. So, so there's that. If if Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD are revealed, that's a big if. We'll see if that happens. It depends if they're going to be separate or if they're going to be bundled together, which Nintendo doesn't typically bundle their what, stuff what together. What does your heart but, tell you? Well, well, here's the thing. Look at Super Mario 3D All-Stars. I mean, that's it's a rare exception, but that's an example of Nintendo upscaling these games, you know, giving it Switch UI, um, recoded um, HUD assets and stuff like that, and they released it. Granted, they released it for six months and then yeeted it out of the eShop. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a bit weird, but you know, yeah. aside from that, like that that's a real that's a real thing that happened. And you know, you know, maybe if they do minimal work with two and three, I could potentially see them doing something similar with that. And in that case, we get Prime One this year, we get a two three bundle next year, and then Prime Four in twenty twenty four. I I could see that as a theoretical possibility. Guaranteed, absolutely not, but a theoretical possibility. Well, as my father told me, anything is possible, but I don't think that's likely. I I think it would be such a bad mistake if they didn't release the trilogy as the trilogy. Um, I just I think it would be an awful mistake because I don't think that you're like what like what are you gonna do like release like four Metroid games in the span of three years? I guess they could bundle two and three together, but at that point, why don't you just bundle one, two, and three? Right? Like I I don't know. I I also don't... I think that Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are coming separately. I think that... I yeah, I could see maybe a world where they're bundled up together because, like, it's... Especially Twilight Princess. That came out, uh, what, six years ago now? So, like, it's not that old. Nintendo asked people to pay full price for this game six years ago. So, like... there And there's not really any DLC that you can add to kind of entice people like all the other Wii U ports. So, like... Well, not even full price because it was uh, fifty dollars. Yeah, you um, you paid sixty if you got the Wolf Link amiibo for. Oh, I, yeah, that's what I paid for it. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think they're coming separately. I do. I, uh, I could see. It. I could easily see it going either way. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I would be. I would be very. I would be happy if they were bundled together. But I could totally. I could easily yeah. see Nintendo being like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think they're I think they're going to be separate, but I do wonder if maybe maybe they're cheaper. What, what was that game that just came? Um, uh, Detective Famicom Club is a, an example that comes to mind. Where the, those are like two different games, part of like one overall whole. And I think if you bought both, it was the cost of buying like a regular um, game. I don't know if I'm optimistic that Nintendo would do that. I feel like they want every last cent that they can pull from us, but. Uh, I wouldn't say it's impossible either. So Nintendo is weird because on one hand, patterns are like generally a safe way to predict things, but on the other hand, like if you solely rely on patterns, like Nintendo constantly deviates from those. So you know you gotta you gotta kind of pick and choose like what um when you when you go with it. And Nintendo they will they'll 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 do some weird stuff. Oh yeah, you, you damn right they will. Talk about patterns. Yeah, you you could have 
predicted as the as the sun sets that there would have been a direct in June, but here we are. Um, all right, last question from um, a actually sorry, there is a, a follow up question to this um, from also a fallen apple follow up. If it's the latter, would you be okay with Prime Four being pushed to twenty twenty four, knowing that two and three are coming next year? Yeah. I'm, I am okay with Prime 4 getting pushed as far back as it needs to be to be the best game it can possibly be. I am a Metroid fan. I have the patience of a saint. Yes. And I literally waited 19 years for Metroid 5, 16 for Metroid Dread. The wait for Prime 4 is nothing. I will say, I, I agree with that, obviously. Everybody wants this game to be good. But I do think now that there is actually a little bit of urgency to get this game out while Metroid is hot. Metroid is hot right now. We had the best-selling game. It was nominated for Game of the Year at the Game Awards. Metroid is probably as hot as it's been maybe ever right now. So I do think that there is some urgency to capitalize on that. So I, I do think that, you know, if if Retro... If they need more employees or they need a bigger budget, I think, like, you gotta give them what they need to get this game out. Like, I think this game has to be out by 2024. If it's 2025... Unless it's launching on a new Nintendo software, which or uh, hardware, which could be possible, but I, I do think that there is some urgency to kind of get this game out, but get it out the right way, not you know, not uh, crunching and and other shenanigans like that. Um, which luckily, which luckily, modern day Nintendo is significantly better on uh, crunching than they were in the uh, early two thousands. So yeah. Okay, last question from Fallen Apple here. I've always enjoyed the original Metroid creature concept. With them now extinct. Do you think the series will be missing out on an essential piece going forward? Well, my friend, I think that uh, these creatures are coming back. I think that there is, like, there's no reason why they shouldn't. Like, they're extinct now, but, like, they were also extinct at the beginning of Metroid Fusion. And, you know, Metroid Fusion brought them back. Other M brought them back. There's no, there is no reason why they cannot come back again. You just have to justify it in your story. And I think that, like you, I think that we're both fans of, of like, the Metroid creatures. So, like, it doesn't take much to just, like, if they were just like, oh, yeah, there was another secret laboratory. I'm like, okay, great. Let's fight some Metroids. Yeah, I don't really have much to add there. Like, if if they want to find a reason to bring Metroids back, they'll do it. I mean, Metroid, Metroid lore can already get pretty goofy in any ways. I'm sure they can easily just, like, find some reason to bring them back if they really want them to. Yeah. Um, this is a man. This is a great question, and we've talked about this before. This is from Shot of Coffee. It's a shout out to you, my friend. Uh, he says, "New to the podcast and new to Discord." But my question is, how would you feel if Metroid Prime Four continues from where Metroid Dread left off instead of Metroid Prime Three? I think that'd be awesome. I I hate that we are pigeonholed into this stupid timeline between Metroid One and Metroid Two with these Prime games. I don't think that we have to stay there. And I think Metroid Prime, as we've talked about before, signifies, at this point in 2022, Metroid Prime signifies a style of gameplay versus a specific time in the timeline or that specific story arc with the creature known as Metroid Prime. So while I don't think it's very likely, I think that they clearly set up Silex for something that we probably want to pay that off. If Metroid Prime 4 or 5 was like anywhere else like after dread or in between super and fusion dude i'm down i'm down for that 
Yeah, pretty again, pretty much fully agree with that. Like, I would love them to get out of this small time frame. I think it made sense when they first started uh, that original first Prime, but now, like, seeing mm-hmm. where the story has evolved since then, and like all of like the story is now so open ended. There's so many different creative directions you can go to. I almost feel like what was once a, cr- a creative liberty is now really limiting where the Prime series yeah. can go by staying in this um, specific time slot. Yeah, I agree, um, and we'll you know we'll we'll see what they do. I, I think it's probably pretty likely that this follows the events of, of Prime Three and Federation Force, and you know it's kind of funny that the most significant thing about Federation Force is like that little s- cinematic Easter egg of Silex in there, and like pretty much nothing else in that game is relevant. But uh, yeah, I mean for the future, I would even be down if like they, if they wanted to remake Metroid Fusion as like a Prime style game, like hell yeah, I'd be down for that. Um, all right, let's go to Twitter really quick and let's answer some, uh, some questions there. We got some more beam questions. Are you ready for this? This is from for the beams. This is from the Metroid theorist. If you could include your own fan made beam missile bomb and suit in a Metroid game, what would you call them? And what would their functions be? Dude, this is a, this is a heavy hitting question. I don't know what the names would be. I have no idea what the names would be. And I actually have no idea what, like, the... Um, I, I think if I could have, like, created a bomb, it would have been the cross bomb, which has already been created. So I feel like that's great. Um, I don't know about beam. I think that would have to fit into the story. I do think it would be cool if you had, like, a suit that could interact with the environment around you. Like, uh, almost... I was going to say, like, a gravity suit, but not in the way that we know a gravity suit. Maybe one that could, like, alter your own personal gravity or, like, change the a room or something like that. I think that could be cool. Um, yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's so many possibilities that like, I, I don't even know where to begin, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I've, I've always kind of liked the idea of a suit that interacts with the environment being, uh, pretty cool. So I talked about a, a little bit about this in our ship episode when I, um, me and Dak, we, uh, got a little off topic, but I want the opposite of a gravity suit. I want a zero gravity suit for exploring zero G environments in space. Yeah. Cause I think that's like an area that Metroid's solely lacking. That feels like it's per- a perfect way to implement that into the series. Yeah. That'd be great. Especially, especially for the more detective like elements of the games. Like when you, when you're scanning the environment and stuff like that, I feel like it's just, it's made for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't think of, uh, I can't think of any missiles. I can't think of any bombs. Um, I can't think of any beams. So we kind of, kind of, uh, you know what the bed on your question there, but, uh, if you have any suggestions, let us know. Um, this is from Saddlezilla. In a, if a future Metroid game had experimental multi-character mechanic where parts of the game required you to switch over to another playable character elsewhere on the map... How would you like it to be designed, and what do you think, or what do you like, uh, this is not worded in the way that I think he needs, what do you want the second playable character to be? So, I I, I think that that sounds cool, actually, like, uh, being able to switch, like, characters and stuff, I think that that opens up, like, a lot of puzzle opportunities, um, I, you know, I had a pitch for Metroid 6, which was that a new playable character was, was introduced, so, like, I could see maybe something like that, like, if there's a new a new hunter or something like that. you know, let's even go to Metroid Prime 4 and say, like, if you if you are playing the game and, and eventually maybe you have to work together with Silex, um, I would be down to, like, switch off between those two characters. Um, so I think that that mechanic could be, uh, could be pretty cool. Um, 
I, you know what, uh, about the actual how I would like it to be designed, I mean, I don't know, I'm not a game designer, but I, I do think that it would be an interesting opportunity to have, like, a bunch of different puzzles where you can, you know, player A interacts with something over here that lets player B progress a little bit further and, and vice versa. So it'd kind of be an interesting take on the traditional Metroidvania, um, you know, genre. So I don't know how many of... Um of our listeners are familiar with randomizers and SGDQ and all that, but there is a really cool mod. And Andy, you might've seen this before. Um, it's a randomizer that combines a link to the past yeah. with Super Metroid. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. And so basically it's it's two players that play the game simultaneously. One's playing Link, one's playing Samus, but all of the game's items are mixed and matched in every, in both, in both game mm -hmm. worlds. So you can find like, the hookshot, for example, in Brinstar, or you can find the power bombs in uh, Hyrule uh, Castle, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Hyrule Castle. There you go. Yeah, and and so on and so forth. And it's such a cool mod, this mod um, randomizer to see in action. You could totally do something like that. Take up, take out the randomizing element, at least in the, at least in the base game, and you know have it so that instead of two players, you have one uh, player switching off. Right. And I could totally see a scenario where you have you know one character that you know, has to do do a bunch of stuff to unlock abilities or unlock a passageway for right. another character that you would switch off to later and then vice versa, repeat the process. And that's how I always uh, kind of envision that two-player swapping mechanic. I think that would be super dope. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think that sounds sweet. Like, I, I think it's like a really cool, like, spin on a traditional Metroidvania where, like, Usually in the Metroidvania, you have to do, like, all the grunt work yourself. Like, go here, get item that allows you to explore further here, and then, you you know, you repeat the process. But, I yeah, I think that there's some really interesting opportunities that you could explore. And, and also, going off that, you know, you know, it's... You know, it's kind of difficult to incorporate multiplayer in 2D, um, 2D Metroid specifically. I think this would be a great way to introduce a co-op mode, so that way, like, you can have yeah. one person playing the other character and one person playing Samus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm down for this. I, I think that it sounds like a good idea. Do I think that Nintendo would do it? I don't know, but I think it would be a lot of fun, definitely. Um, so I, yeah, I'd be totally down to see that uh, Saddlezilla. Good idea. We, we got to spam tweet the Mercury Steam staff. <laughs> yeah, everybody tweet at Mercury. Well, hold on. Let's see if we could get a collective list of what we need him to change here. Because uh, well, I guess this one isn't for Mercury Steam. This is for uh, Sakurai and his new team. This is from our pal. Chunky Beef Bombs, still the best at on Twitter. Um, Samus teamed with Pikachu in Subspace Emissary. In a future Smash Story mode slash Adventure mode, who would you want Samus to team up with? And what Dude, Samus and Simon, obviously. Samus and Simon. Get the Metroidvania crew together. Oh, you know, okay, so that would be cool. Give me Samus and Alucard. Uh, you know what? I like Samus. Simon. I like Simon, but I want Alucard in the next Smash game. He's, he's the real. He's the real one. They, they just added him to Brawlhalla. I saw it. Yeah, ago. that's very cool. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So I think I can hear Dak from wherever in the world where he is being like, oh, she should team up with Master Chief, and they should add Master Chief to the next Smash game. That'd be cool. I agree um, with that. Let's just see. Let's limit ourselves to the roster as it is right now. Let's just assume that that roster is coming back. I, you know, I think it would be great to have Captain Falcon and Samus do something. They're both bounty hunters. I, you know, I actually feel like you could have Captain Falcon show up in, like, a Metroid game, and it wouldn't feel, like, completely ridiculous. Um, you know, like... You, I, it, I might disagree with that. Maybe vice versa. I could totally see Samus as a guest character in F-Zero game. I don't know if I could see Falcon appearing in a Metroid game. 
Yeah. Okay, I, I think you could do it. I it might it would feel weird. I think there's no doubt, but I don't think like I don't think it would be like absurd. Like you know, a lot of people are talking about like Star Fox and, and Metroid Crossover. Like that would be absurd. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't think yeah. F Zero would be like completely absurd. You know, I I was never on board with the Metroid Star Fox crossover. I always hated that idea. <laughs> you know, I I actually I like it in like a this is a goofy spinoff game that's non canon sure, kind sure. of, but not yeah. not as a canon title. No, no, definitely not. But I, I think I think you could get away with that with Captain Falcon. So that, those two teaming up makes a lot of sense. You could definitely have Samus and F-Zero also. You're completely right. Um, also, going on more Konami characters, Samus and Snake would be such a cool oh, team as yeah. well. Yeah, dude. When are we going to get another Metal Gear Solid game, man? God damn you, Konami. <clears throat> and, and Castlevania, too. They're holding both of them hostage. And Silent Hill. Man, I could... Rip those Konami franchise and and poor poor Contra man that last game oh that, dude. I think it was Rogue Core that looked like absolute trash. These guys at Konami, I don't know what they're doing, but they need to sell they need to sell the rights to Metal Gear Solid to uh, to our boy Hideo Kojima, who releases his podcast. By the way, have you listened to that? I haven't yet. I have been watching a Sakurai's YouTube channel, though. I do need to check out the Kojima podcast, though, for sure. I, I downloaded it. I'm going to listen to it on the plane. I'm so excited. I, nice. That dude is like my hero. He's so awesome. Nobody does what Kojima does. But he needs Metal Gear Solid back, so you're absolutely right. I could totally see Kojima, if he ever got Metal Gear Solid back, being like, yeah, we're going to put Samus in. Sure, it's going to make sense. It'd be, like, the craziest thing ever, but uh, it'd be awesome. I feel, like, I feel like Kojima doesn't, like, want to touch Metal Gear anymore. Because, like, he already, like, wanted to be done after 2, and then 3, he, Konami forced him to do that. And then after that, it's like, okay, I'm done. And it's like, nope, you're doing more. And then it just kept going, and so on and so forth. You know, I, I think that, uh, this is a sidebar here, but, like, I, I think that, no, I think he was in it until Metal Gear Solid Five. Metal yeah. Gear Solid Five, I think, even, like, he, he was excited for that one, but... There is definitely something different about Metal Gear Solid Five. Like the game, the game is actually really fun. It's just like not a complete mm-hmm. game story wise. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It was a it was a weird title. Probably the weirdest it, Metal it's Gear a, title. It's a shame because I love Five's gameplay. Me too. So much, it's fantastic. But like, but again, like you mentioned, like it just it feels so incomplete. The side quests get very repetitive. The story is. Eh. <laughs> I, I think Metal Gear Solid Three is one of the greatest games of all time. Like that's such an awesome game. God, I love that game. Damn you, Konami. Release Castlevania and Metal Gear and Silent Hill and Contra too. What else do these guys their, have? Their, their retro collections have been on point at least. Like I, I'll give some minor uh, credit there. Yeah, but I mean they're not making any new games. Exactly. Yeah. It's like if you're not going to do anything with it, like sell it, make some money off it, and use that to fund your crappy blockchain the, experiment. Uh, the only uh, the only new games you're getting is Pachinko machines. <laughs> God damn it! All right, let's keep on going here on uh, on Twitter. Uh, we have. I think we only have one more uh, Twitter question here, so let's uh, let's answer that. And this one comes from oh god, I don't know how to say this name, Uffy VL something something. Uh, so they say, do you think it's possible that Metroid Prime Four may take place in the Alembic Cluster where Silex was first seen? I probably just butchered that, but uh... the Alembic Cluster. <laughs> yeah, sure, uh, yeah, it's possible. Sure. Uh, no, I do not think it's taking place there. I oh, don't. Okay. I could see, and th- and this is personally me just fanboying. I, d- I don't actually think this is going to happen, but I could. I think it would be really cool if, like, briefly, not the whole game, but briefly, you had to revisit, like, Talon 4 or something like that to find something completely new. That would be pretty and, sweet. 
And uh, the, kind of the the way the the game that inspired this for me is Gears of War Five. Actually, Gears of War Five's campaign is one of my favorites in the series. What I love about that is, you know, it tells a brand new story, but it does so by revisiting a ton of iconic locations. In particular, the New Hope facility from Gears of War Two, which still had a ton of mysteries behind it, and the lore that they do in that whole thing is so cool. I absolutely love that sequence. And I could tell if Metroid did something like that for Talon Four, where you're revisiting this this planet that you went to before to uncover brand new mysteries that were there the whole time that you didn't even know about. Oh, I would pop off so hard. Yeah. I think that'd be great. I, I maybe not the whole game taking place in that cluster, but I could see like touching on where Silex comes from. I, I could see, I could see that being actually a pretty cool thing is like, if you had to go back to Talon four, um, I think that would, I think that could be pretty cool. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that's, I mean, it's wide open at this point, so why not? Um, all right, last of our Discord questions. The rest of these come from our boy Big Griff, the accursed hunter. So uh, always coming in hot with the questions, dude. This guy is the most. This guy is one of the most creative dudes I know when it comes to Metroids. Un- unbelievable. Uh, so we got a couple uh, in a row here. So let's get it started. Um, do you think Ravenbeak will return in a future Metroid game that pl- takes place after Metroid Dread? And would you want him to come back, or would you rather him stay dead? I want him to come back so badly because I feel like Dread barely did any with anything with him, and he's such he his foundation is a really cool character, but they don't build off of any of that. I don't think they're gonna bring him back. He's pretty definitively dead by the end of Dread. The X corrupts him. He's on an exploding his X corpse yeah. or what remains of it, I guess, is on an exploded planet. I I feel like he's one and done, which is a shame. Um, I think that, I agree, I would like to see him come back, I just don't see any scenario where that's possible. I think that if they, the only scenario I think that is possible is if they had, like, some sort of flashback in Metroid 6, which I could see, where they're kind of examining Samus getting the the Chozo DNA injected into her. Um, beyond that, yeah, I think it was pretty definitive in Metroid Dread, and I kind of wish it wasn't, because I, I love Ravenbeak, we all love Ravenbeak. But I do think that that at least did add some kind of sense of finality to Metroid Dread and, like, the saga that they were saying. I, I think that it's hard to say, like, you're ending the current arc of the series and, like, your main villain lives till the next game. Maybe they shouldn't have said that. That's another argument. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think that Ravenbeak could come back or should come back, um, unfortunately, which is too bad because he's a great character. But, uh you know, I think his send-off was pretty cool in Metro Dread, so. I'm just I'm just disappointed because, like, he's a pretty flat, one-dimensional character, and I feel like I feel like there's so much more you can explore with him and make him a lot more interesting, other um, than just a really cool boss fight. Yeah, and, and Griff's follow-up question here is kind of uh, on that path. Uh, could you see Ravenbeak and the Mockin' Chozo Tribe be referenced in any way in a future Metroid Prime game? Yes, I could see that. And I think that that could, you know, it would be kind of funny, actually. It would be kind of like a flip on, because you had the Chozo lore and the Space Pirate data. And, like, the Space Pirates were the bad guys, the Chozo were the good guys. So, like, I think you could almost flip that, where, like, you could have Chozo lore, but it's mocking lore. So, it's, like, kind of getting a glimpse into the bad guys. And it's, like, this is assume, this would probably have to be if a, if a Prime game took place after Dread, or at least after Metroid 2. Uh, I could, I you know, I could see that. Why not? Right? Like, um... Uh, typically they've been a little bit separated but i don't think that they should stay separated 
So uh, maybe that's wishful thinking, but I, I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I agree for sure. Okay, well, awesome. Let's uh, let's keep on rocking and rolling here. Griff has he has a bunch of other questions here. Um, what about this one? This is a question that's been floating around the fandom for years. But do you think there should be an M-rated Metroid game for a survivor a survival horror spin? Off that could work. Maybe one where you play Federation Troopers, but for a mainline entry, I, I think it goes on and on and on here. You know, I don't know. It's kind of like, uh, do you need it to be M-rated? Is a game inherently better if it's M-rated? Is a game inherently better if it has like a bunch of gore and stuff like that? I, I mean, if there if there was a reason for uh, the game to be rated M, sure. But like I. I don't know what that reason is or could be. I think that, like, you don't need to add a bunch of swearing to Metroid or you don't need to add, like, a bunch of, like, gory kills to Metroid. Like, that's not really... I I feel like at that point you're doing it just to kind of do it. It's like when, like, uh, when Deadpool came out. Or maybe it was Deadpool 2. Whatever one. After Disney bought um, 20th Century Fox. Well, well, none of the... Well, the current Deadpool films have all been released under Fox. They had that had nothing to do with Disney. Deadpool three will be the first oh, one. Okay. That... Maybe that's what I'm thinking of because everybody was making like a huge deal, but like, oh wow, it's gonna be R rated still. Like, yay! I, I was kind of like, did being R rated really like add to the to the movie in a, in a significant way? Like, I feel like there's a lot of movies that Disney's released that are like uh, PG fourteen that are like just as funny and just as like you know what I mean like. So well, I well, I feel I feel like for Deadpool, actually, that R rating made a significant difference, but that's like a different topic entirely. Sure. I think for for Metroid, I I totally agree with you. I think if you're just doing an M rated just to be gratuitous and over the top, I think you're completely missing the point of Metroid, and I think it, I I think it um, undermines the series as a whole. I'd be fine with an M rating though if it was just with more subtle aspects like. I think a good example is uh, Batman Arkham Knight, for example. That is an M-rated game that is certainly not gratuitous. There's not tons of swearing and over-the-top gore and violence. Mm-hmm. But it's an M-rated title nonetheless for, you know, very subtle instances where it does push push past that PG-13, that T, that T rating a little bit. Will Nintendo yeah. do that? I highly doubt that. Absolutely not. But in a theoretical scenario, I'd be fine with something like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess if, if we're talking like a mainline Metroid game versus like a spinoff, there's like a survival horror spinoff or whatever. Okay, I'm I'm okay with that. And uh, you know, Griff kind of mentioned like a game where you might play some Federation troopers or something like that. Sure, I yeah, I could be okay with that. And like maybe there's something stalking them, or you know, like even if they wanted to remake Metroid Fusion and they have the SAX be like really scary and imposing, and like the, there's something that warrants it. But yeah, I mean, like I don't I don't think that you need to inherently have your game rated m you know i kind of remember when i was a kid um in junior high my buddy would not buy cds unless there was like the parental advisory <laughs> sticker on it and i was just like oh yeah I mean, yeah me neither i don't listen to anything without that and like looking back yeah, that's what are you so ta- silly I'm cool. what are you talking about <laughs> i was listening to like the backstreet boys backstreet's back which i still listen to because it's a banger Backstreet Boys are awesome. I will Backstreet not tolerate Boys are so any Backstreet sick. Boys slander. Yeah, Backstreet Boys are so sick. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, all right, another question here. 
Griff asks, if a Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion remake end up happening and they have their equivalent to Samus Returns Chozo Memories or Dread's Chozo Archives, what would you like to see? Um, I think that for Fusion, a detailing of the Federation building the Metroid program would be really cool. Some stills about them kind of doing that and, and how they were able to do that I think could be quite fascinating. Um... Or maybe, I don't know, maybe it could be something with, like, all the other SAXs on the ship, like the 10 SAX or whatever. Um, I I don't know, actually, for Super. I don't have any... Maybe it could be, like, the Space Pirates rebuilding their base? Maybe? What do you think? I, I think, actually, I think you could go back a little bit further. I think a great one for Super Metroid would be to depict the Space Pirates invading Zebus, like, before the events of the first game. Because yeah, okay. we really only... The closest depiction we have to that is in the Metroid manga, which... Even though I'm pretty sure the manga itself is in canon, that specific event where the Space Pirates invade Zebus is still canon, I think that would be a good opportunity to explore that. Yeah, I, I could be down with that for sure. Um, I You could also... Yeah, there's like a lot of things that you could do. Actually, this isn't really the question he was asking, but I kind of pitched this about a year ago, maybe maybe more at this point, and now that I said it, I really want to see it. But like, man, I would love to play as Ridley at the beginning of Super Metroid and like have a little... like section the sarah space station like you could fight samus at the end instead of like vice versa uh i think that'd be so cool but just yeah. just like a little a little kaiju segment where you're just mm. wrecking havoc on the space station just tearing apart all these mm. one health bar npcs those poor bass that that could get you an m rating right there <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right let's keep it going here um there's another awesome one from griff between a new Metroid game and remakes, what would you prefer Nintendo focus on? I'd rather Nintendo go with new Metroid games for a good while. Um, well, I mean, like, yeah, obviously. I, I think that we all want new Metroid games. I think that you have to ask, like, who's making the remakes, right? Like, on the Zelda side, for example, like, Nintendo works on the new Zelda games and has a couple other studios, uh, like Grezzo or, uh, what's the other one, Tantalus or whatever? Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, so those guys handle the remakes. So I it, like having one doesn't detract from the other. And so I think that you probably want to do the same thing with Metroid. I like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like if you were to tell me that like, you know, we have a hundred people that work at retro studios, 90 are working on Metroid prime four and 10 are working on porting the Metroid prime trilogy. I'd be okay with that. Um, I, I, I think you could also tell me like, um, we've got mercury steam and, uh, you know, we're going to focus on remaking Metroid Fusion next. I, I think I'd be okay with that, too. Obviously, I want a new Metroid game, but, like, I do think that there is some value to remaking the old games, particularly if they can bridge you to, like, your next game. Like, Samus Returns, for example, like, they remade that, they improved on it, they got it into the hands of so many new people, and then they set up Metroid Dread in that game as well. So, I mean, generally speaking, of course, I'd rather new games, but... Um, I don't hate remakes or anything like that either. Well, and another thing you have to consider as well is, like, eventually you're going to run out of remakes until the point where you're uh, pulling a Last of Us Part 1, for example, and remaking a re uh, remaster. I think they should <laughs> so, actually remake Zero Mission at some point in the future. I think that would be great. I, I think eventually maybe you could, could do it, but I, I don't think we've quite hit that yet. Zero Mission, and Zero Mission is still, mwah, in my opinion, but... Yeah. Regardless, I actually think a really good model for this is the uh, is the Resident Evil games. You have one mainline Resident Evil, 
And then, you know, in between the next mainline game, you have maybe a remake or two, maybe a spinoff before the next mainline game. Yeah. And they're all, and you know, it keeps the cycle going constantly. It makes the wait between the mainline entries feel much shorter than they really are. I think personally, that's how you can uh, handle Metroid in a really healthy way. Yeah, I, I agree. That sounds great. And to be honest, that's what we've seen in Zelda. Like you have yeah. like a, I mean, not lately because we haven't had Breath of the Wild 2, but like, you, you know, you'd have Skyward Sword HD, which is a port, but then Age of Calamity before that, which is new. And then... I guess you didn't have, like, Link's Awakening, which is a remake, and then Breath of the Wild, which is new, and then Twilight Princess HD. So, you know what I mean? There's, like, a nice kind of balance there. You also um, had Hyrule Warriors Definitive, Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I think that that kind of release schedule is is fine, and I, I'm down with that. Uh, we have a, uh, The last two questions are also about remakes, so we'll keep on the same train here. Um, other than Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion... Are there any other Metroid games you'd like to see get a remake slash graphical overhaul? Metroid Prime Pinball Baby. Let's go. Make it okay. happen. Yeah, I can think of one. Metroid Prime Hunters, because I think this game's horrible to play now, unfortunately. And it was and I think it was horrible to play when it came out, and I know everyone's angry or whatever, but like I I'm sorry. But I think that the stylus controls are just, like, so awful. Um, so I think if I had to pick, I'd say that one. Because I think the game doesn't look good anymore. It doesn't play good anymore. Um, but I, I, would I want it now? I don't think so. Not really. Especially because there's, like, so little to the actual game. That uh, I couldn't see them releasing it as, like, a new game. Maybe, like, a new concept or a new style of Hunter's game. So that, that one comes to mind... I'd be fine with the Hunters remake, but honestly, I'd much rather just have like a dedicated Hunters sequel just to explore yeah. that concept. Well, that's I what think, I mean. I like, there's, the there's way... nothing to that yeah. game. Like, it's so you know, as a multiplayer game in 2006, is is great, especially considering where it's on, you know, hardware wise and, and whatever. As a single player game, it's probably the weakest Metro title. If if not if not the weakest, then like the second weakest, only behind Federation Force. Uh, you know what? That's why. That's my other answer is Federation Force, and by graphical update, I mean change of graphics, <laughs> like completely. I mean Federation Force. I think should be rebuilt from the ground up because yes. I think the, yes. I, again, the, I think the concept is super cool. I've always wanted a Galactic Federation focus game. I just think pretty much every aspect of it was executed the incorrect way. Yes. Um. You know what? Yeah. I mean, other than that, like, and and we're talking in Hunters and Federation Force, like, basically it's just like same concept, but completely rebuild the game. Other than Fusion, I think Fusion desperately needs a remake, and I think it's gonna get one. Other than that, like, there's no like I think Metroid for NES and Metroid Two are, are obvious answers. I don't really think you need to remake Super. I don't really think you need to remake Metroid Prime One, Two, or Three. Maybe other M, like, you know, do the uh, do the Andy Spateri story pitch, bro. Hell yeah, I'd, I'd buy that. Even if they did, even if they did this, if they released other M and they got rid of the goofy sideways controls and like, maybe they just had like a designated button that switches you to first person or something like that would make that game a lot more playable. And, and maybe if we really want to dream big, if we really want to shoot for the stars we could get a new localization or new story bits. That would never happen, but, uh, I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, there's not a lot of other games that need to be remade, to be honest. So to be fair, there aren't a lot of Metroid games in comparison to like Nintendo's other big series. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, very true. Okay, last question here, and then we'll we'll bounce out of here, Doom. Mercury Steam originally went to Nintendo with a Fusion remake pitch. Would Nintendo make a Fusion remake before a Super Metroid remake? Yes, they. Would. I think so. Yeah, they would. They will. Yeah. I do. Th- I do think eventually Super Metroid is inevitably going to get a remake. But much like you, know, I don't think that game needs to be remade mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Um. Even even Fusion. While I prefer Fusion to Super Metroid, I think Fusion definitely needs a remake over Super for sure. I can't believe there are people in this world that prefer Fusion to Super Metroid. But I no I I, I like joking. I like the story. I like the vibes. Joking aside, I I, I agree. Um, there are so many. Like you look at Super Metroid and like what do you like? What are you gonna add? Like new graphics, new music? Yeah, like that sounds great. Um, the slide that sounds great. But like it's still like such a good game to play. Like such, it's almost like the perfect video game. And then you play Metroid Fusion, and like you hear the music, which is which is not helped by the Game Boy Advance chip uh sound chips or whatever i i think the music is still awesome but obviously that we we very much disagree on a game well i mean the music music. itself is fine but like the way that it's coming out of those speakers is like i think it sounds horrible um i mean it hinders it but i don't think it's enough to make it to make it sound bad it's not like okay well i I don't know take that out you you know you look at fusion you could definitely add voice acting to eliminate all the times that you have to stand still listen to adam go on and on and on i think that if you did a remake you get rid of the stupid like is your objective clear like get rid of that um we can significantly i think that the bsl should be expanded like by by a bit so that you can like go around and explore a bit more free form wise uh, see i i just i think that fusion needs it more I no, I, I agree. Like, even though I prefer Fusion, like, Fusion yeah. has so many areas where that game could be improved, whereas Super Metroid, the only, like, quality of life improvement I really feel like would be a necessity Missiles. would be... Yeah, exactly, yeah. changing the sub-weapons and all that. That's yeah. But otherwise, I think, what else do you really need to do? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, both of them actually have a map problem where... Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to forgive both of them because they're so old, but, like, I hate that you can't switch areas unless like you can't view the map for if you're in sector if you're in sector five you cannot view the map for sector four unless you're in sector four which drives me nuts and that's the same thing for for super um so yeah obviously there would be some map updates to both but yeah i uh you know i think that uh, fusion could come earlier should come earlier will come earlier so there you go that's it that's all of our questions we're done we're out of here baby we did it. That's great. Um, yeah, we uh, we answered all the, the questions that we have. We I was about to say we're going to take next week off, but we recorded an episode a couple weeks ago that is going to be releasing. And with our luck, it's going to be uh, there's going to be a Nintendo Direct that comes out like the day before, and we're going to be blathering on about uh, the mapping Metroid area. But hey, we're willing to take that uh, that take that L if that means that we could get that Nintendo Direct. So there we go. The uh, the sacrifices that we make for you. you know, That's it's right. It's a thankless job, but, you know, someone's got to do it. That's right. Uh, Doom, always a pleasure. This is a great episode. Thank you. Uh, thank you, my yeah, man. Yeah, we got, we got some good questions this yeah. week. Like, I had, a lot of, I had a lot of fun chatting about this. Yep, fantastic. Um, okay, well, that's going to do it for us. We are going to get out of here. Of course, we want to encourage you guys to check us out over on Twitter, at Spateri316, at Cross, and at OmegaMetroidPod. OmegaMetroid.com. Baby, this has all the maps, the guides, the news, the fan creations, the original content that you could ever dream of. And, of course, there is even more 
on Patreon as well. We got bonus episodes. We got ROM hack reviews going on over there. Lots of good stuff. So uh, if you got a few extra bucks in your pocket and want to help support the website and the podcast, uh, feel free to head over to Patreon. That's the best way to uh, to help us out. Um, and you know what you can do for free is, of course, go to wherever you get your podcast, like, subscribe, share, recommend, review, all that good stuff. We appreciate it all. We are going to get out of here until next week, everybody. Actually, I will see you guys in a couple weeks. So have a good couple weeks while I'm away, dude. For sure. We'll uh, hold down the fort uh, for you, Andy, uh, Dak, and I. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, hopefully be talking about uh, some direct announcements as well. One can only hope. All right. Until then, everybody, take care.